Here we go. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon on a lovely Thursday, July 16th. I am so happy that you're with me here today to study some Torah. And Torah, indeed, we will study. That is our objective, and we are going <laughs> to stick, stick to the objective. Um, okay, I'm pulling up the Torah reading. We got a lot of cool things, themes to talk about. So here we go. About to share my screen with you because sharing is caring. Today is Thursday, which is the fifth reading. Let me make the screen bigger. Boom, boom. There we go. Okay, this takes us to today's. Remember, it's a double portion, so we have a bit more than we would normally read if they were just, you know, on their own. Uh, so it's a bit of a um, of a mashup. But that's how we like it. So remember, it's the end of the 40 years. The Jewish people are set to enter the land of Israel. So let's just jump right in. I'm going to read, and then we'll, uh, I'll share some, some ideas, some insights. Okay, verse number 50. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. So remember, they're right adjacent to the land of Israel. They're very close. So God, Moses is not going to go in the land but right now he's with them. They haven't gone in. So God speaks to them and he says, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, take a look at this line. What should you do? What should the people do? You shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Destroy all their temples. Destroy their molten idols. And demolish their high places. Let me explain. This is basically the commandment to get rid of idolatry and idolatrous paraphernalia. That's basically what's going on. The idea here is God is saying, you know, if you've been following along since, I don't know, Abraham, since the book of, of, of Genesis, you know that Judaism is all about monotheism, one God, and God is all about one God, right? At the ten, first of the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God, just one. So the Torah, God is telling Moshe to tell the people, when y'all go in, Got to get rid of not only the people, not only drive away the people that are serving idols because you don't want to commingle, but moreover, you got to get rid of the houses of worship. You got to get rid of the idols. You have to get rid of the high places. By the way, that's a euphemism or a reference to their altars. Altars were usually where they brought sacrifices to the idols. Were usually higher spaces, you know, like a platform. So all of it should be destroyed. Torah continues, God continues, you shall clear out the land and settle in it, for I have given you the land to occupy it. Uh-oh, that's a, that's a trigger word right there, a little occupation going on. But it, it doesn't mean what, 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 what's um, discussed today, right? The, the buzzword of occupation today is not what it means. It means, look, this was the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the interim, God gave it to some others, but at some point in time, God's going to once again assert who, who, is the, who should get the land, which are the Jewish people, and that's, that's what we're talking about now. Let's continue. You shall give... So we already have a lesson. Maybe before we continue, we have a lesson. And that is, it's important the influences... The influences around us are very important and significant. A person should never say, hey, I'm going to go into an unhealthy environment. I'm going to go into an environment that is diametrically opposed to my values, but don't worry, I'm going to figure it out. We'll make it work. 
The Torah says, God says, you may want to not keep negative influences right in front of you because you don't necessarily want to set yourself up for temptation on a constant level and because certain things should not be around. So this creates or this inspires us, for example. For example, many people will be very careful as to what influences are going to be brought into their home, right? So the Rebbe once had a campaign on some level to not bring in non-kosher animals into the home. When I say non-kosher animals, like stuffed animals. The Rebbe said, like, the, the country's going crazy about a, about a sheretz, a rodent, referring, I believe, to Mickey Mouse, right? The country is all into Mickey Mouse. All right, why not uh, teach children about kosher? Why teach them about, about, about rodents? Just, again, it's a perspective that we want to have as pure an environment as possible. There are, there are many Chabadniks who will be sure to make sure, like if they buy a kid or their kid, or somebody's gifting their child, you know, um, you know, like a shirt with an animal on it, it should be a kosher, a cow, a goat, I don't know about goats, a sheep, you know, something kosher, as opposed to a giraffe. Giraffes are also kosher, you're safe with giraffes, as opposed to other animals that are not, uh, that are not kosher. Might as well get as pure an environment, as kosher on every level environment as possible. So again, Lesson number one is, it's all about the atmosphere. You know, you heard about the first wedding, the first wedding on Pluto, the planet Pluto? Yeah, they had recently had the first wedding on Pluto. It's crazy. How was the wedding? It was wonderful. The band was great, but there was no atmosphere. That's a joke. Right, Pluto? Okay. Anyway, getting back, getting back to the lesson. It's all about creating an avir, creating an atmosphere. Get rid of the idols, get rid of the temples for idolatry, get rid of the altars and create a nice environment. Look, just going back to the home, there are many influences that we might bring in that are not conducive to the atmosphere we want to create in the home. So magazines, certain magazines, or certain, you know, uh, television with certain shows, whatever it is. It, the, the point is, I'm not going to get any more specific. It's all about, for us, on our own, to recognize Look, look within and say, what elements should we be discarding because we're trying to create a holier environment? All right, that's lesson number one. Next, F verse 54. You shall give the land of Israel as an inheritance to your families by lot. Once again, we have this lottery business going on. To the large, you shall give a larger inheritance, and to the small, you shall give a smaller inheritance. Um, wherever the lot falls shall be his, according to the tribes of your fathers, you shall inherit. If you notice, I mentioned this last week, I believe, there's an inherent tension or a contradiction. On the one hand, it says it should be divided by lot, which means random. And then it says to the large, you should give a larger inheritance, which means that it's logical. So are you dividing it logically or by chance? The answer is both. Back in the day, when this happened, the chance of the lottery fell out according to the logic that made sense. And we said a few weeks ago or last week that that's a lesson in life. Whatever our lot is, by divine, by chance, so to speak, it is actually intended for us. So let's not fight it, but let's embrace it. Okay, we had it. But I want to share with you another idea here. There are two paths to inherit the land, to get a connection, relationship with God. One path is a logical path, a rational path. That means rational divine service, so to speak. It means under studying and understanding and doing what we understand and what makes sense to us. And then you have the lottery modality of divine service, and that's 
you throw caution to the wind, right? It's not rational. You're not stuck in your head. You just jump in, in a super rational way. The truth is the path to God comprises both. We have to study and we have to act rationally. At the same time, we shouldn't limit ourselves to only doing the mitzvot that we're totally on board with and we get and we understand and we can rationalize. Sometimes it's good to jump in. Like Nike once said, just do it or just do it. Right? That's, uh, that's, that's the dual meaning of the lottery and the logic. Let's continue. Verse 55. This is a very important verse goes back to what we said a theme ago. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, right, you keep them around, then those whom you leave over will be as spikes in your eyes and thorns in your side. And they will harass you in the land in which you settle. The Torah is warning, God is warning us that if you don't clear out the space, if you leave antagonists around you, then you're going to be antagonized. It's going to happen. There will be spikes in your eyes and thorns in your side. What's the, what's the meaning of these two expressions? Spikes in your eyes, you can see. <laughs> Sounds painful. But it, it's, come, it's, it's an enemy that you can see. Thorns in your side are the sneak attacks. Right? So there's two types of enemies. There's the enemies that say, I'm your enemy. They let you know. They broadcast. On Facebook, they post. I don't like you. Okay, not good, but at least you know who you're dealing with. And then you have the other form of the enemy, that's the thorn in your side, which maybe has a different modern day meaning, but in the language, in biblical language, what it means is, this is the enemy that pretends that you're buddies, right? With the arm around the shoulder, and then when you're not looking, okay, it's not backstabbing, but it's sidestabbing, which is kind of similar in theme. Right? This is the enemy that pretends to be a friend, but really does not have your best interests. So which is more dangerous? You guessed it. It's the thorn in the side. Right? The one that's coming straight at you, you know to dodge. You know, you know how, to, how to deal. But the one that pretends and that manipulates, and, and it's the... What do you even do in that case? You don't even know who you're dealing with. Right? You thought they had your back. They don't have your back. Now what? You know, the greatest downfalls... And history happened when they were least expected, right? I mean, when you're expecting it, you'll make a plan. It's when you're not expecting it that the trouble begins, right? Okay, I'm sure I don't have to go into detail, historical detail, even, you know, relatively recent U.S. history detail, right? Like a 9-11, something that you don't expect to happen, you can't, you're, you're not, you're not going to protect from if you expect it, if you're looking out for it, if it spikes in your eyes, all right, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out, hopefully. Thorn in your sides, what are you going to do? You, weren't, you, had, you, you, you didn't even dream of such a possibility, okay? That's, that's the most dangerous part. The bottom line is, you got you to gotta get rid of the, uh, the enemies. Okay, next. And it will be that what I intended to do them, I will do to you. By the way, all of this is, is ancient biblical teaching. I'm not suggesting today that we're clearing out any neighborhoods, etc. I'm just saying that you know, we can always take spiritual lessons from the messages of Torah. What to them was perhaps a literal meaning is for us a conceptual, spiritual, psychological, emotional meaning. And again, I think the most clear application for us in 2020, July 16th, 2020, is to recognize in our lives, in our homes, within our families, etc. What are the influences? What are the negative influences that, that, that are not healthy for us? And figure out a way how to 
how to not have those influences um, uh, harm us in a negative fashion. Okay, chapter 34. Number chapter 34. Oh, I, I mentioned this uh, yesterday, a few days ago also. This is the final Torah portion in the book of Numbers. So we're getting to the end of the fourth book of Torah. So here's what the rest of this reading talks about. The borders of the land of Israel. So you're going to go into the land. The question is, well, what's, how much is it? Like what, 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 what are the borders of the land? So glad you asked. God says to Moses, here we go. Command the children of Israel and say to them, when you arrive in the land of Canaan, this is the land which shall fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan or Canaan, according to its borders. Here we go. So now literally we're going to get a discussion about borders. Your southernmost corner shall be from the desert of Zin along Edom. The southern border shall be from the edge of the Sea of Salt, the Dead Sea. The border then turns south of Mala Akrabim, passing towards Zin. Yeah, the border then turns from Asmos, the stream of Egypt, the western border, the northern border. Um, it's it's going to extend to Ziphron, or Ziphron. Okay. All right. It's very detailed here what the borders of the, of the land of Israel are. By the way, this is not the borders of the state of Israel. That's a different discussion. The state of Israel is the state of Israel. This is the ancient land of Israel. Right? So, I mean, it's approximately the same area, but it's, it's different. It's, it's a little bit bigger. Um, okay. Moses commanded, verse 13. So, after the borders, after God told Moses the borders... Moses then speaks to the people. Moses commanded the children of Israel, saying, This is the land which you are to apportion for inheritance through Lot, that the Lord has commanded to give to the nine and a half tribes. <laughs> Remember, two and a half tribes took land outside of Israel. So now the rest of Israel, or the land of Israel, is now divided into only nine and a half tribes per those two and a half tribes' requests. As, the Torah, as Moses continues, For the tribe of Reuben's descendants, according to their father's house, and the tribe of God's descendants, according to their father's house. And the tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on this side of the Jordan. The two and a half tribes have received their inheritance on the side of the Jordan, near Jericho in the east, toward the sunrise. How romantically sounding. Okay, so, that is, that is, that is, in essence, give me a second, that is in essence, the, reading for today. Um, and I'm trying to remember if I wanted to share something else with you on this. Hold on. Give me a momento. Uno momento, por favor. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Look, we got, we got, a, we got some good things here. We, we, we learned about making sure that your environment is the way you need it to be, right? Get your feng shui, feng shui, however you pronounce it. Get that going, right? Get it, get it good. We talked about two types of enemies, the ones that are obvious and the ones that are sneaky. The sneaky ones are the worst. We talked about the lottery once again. You got the lottery, you got the logic, and we talked about two, two forms of divine service. The rational and the just jumping in, just doing it. You need both. You need the rational, you also need the super rational sometimes. And then we discussed the borders of Israel. If you want a map, 
I'm sure you can Google and find a map online and see the ancient borders of the land of Israel. One thing we know is that the whole land is holy and please God, it should be only used for holiness and holy purposes. And if you want to know what really lies under the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, then you got to join us for our event on Sunday, July 26th, called Underground Secrets of the Temple Mount. You don't want to miss that, as we have the Jewish Indiana Jones giving us an X-ray vision of what is going on underneath the Temple Mount and the Great Secrets. Okay, so that is it for today. It's wonderful to see you all. Um, any questions, comments? I saw something in the chat. Oh, nice. Places like traceable now in, in nowadays Israel, like the 40s. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if, yeah, yeah, so I don't know if, um, if, give me a second. Hmm. I don't know if the, the locations have the same name. Oh man, I thought there was a map in here in this Chumash. I thought we were gonna gonna get some Gutnik edition um, goodness here. No, I have the Gutnik edition, but we use a Chabad with me, and it gives the borders. I thought they're good with maps, though. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no map. I don't know why. Maybe in the back. Um, it is the answer is it is absolutely traceable, and you can find maps online guaranteed. You can find maps online that will show you what those borders are, superimposed over, you know, the, the modern-day borders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But, I mean, it's generally the same space. <laughs> it's not like a different continent. I mean, no, it's like literally the same space, but it's just a little bit, you know, a little bit tweaked. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Great to see everybody. Um, I should mention, I'm going to send out an email soon. I am going to be on the road later today. Therefore, we are not going to be having the Think Different Tanya class. My apologies. Um, I won't be able to teach it tonight. Next week, please God, we're back on. So if you join us usually for Thursday nights, then you have a night off. But no, you don't really have a night off because you have to study Torah anyway. Um, but just not together on Zoom with me uh, because I will be otherwise occupied tonight. So wishing everybody a wonderful day. Wishing everybody a wonderful, uh, I don't know, yeah, wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel, 12 p.m. for our final Daily Power Power Show of the week, of the week, until next week. All right, we'll see you all soon. Take care, have a great day. All right, bye all.